bless you all. Um, the reason I'm having this testimony, the song we sang this morning, just really reminded me and um, of what I need to thank God for, and I'm going to watch the time. Um, sometimes I don't want to share my testimony because sometimes I'm ashamed, but this song really brought me out. And um, also Benjamin called me the other day, and he said, oh, Mommy, do you know I'm going to be the big two And uh, that just reminded me. I'm like, my goodness, it's been 20 years. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, January 6th, I got home, and um, my husband at that time was gone. Our furniture was gone, and we walked in, Michael and I. I remember Michael saying, Mommy, all our stuff is gone. And, um, and then things just started happening from them. I mean, eight months pregnant. The first thing that came into my mind was, oh, my gosh, where are people going to sit when they come to see the baby? <laughs> you know, pregnant hormones. <laughs> That's all I thought. And at that point, I had a choice to make. I could either just fall apart emotionally, physically, spiritually, or I could get up and really, you know, go on with the Lord, the Lord strengthening me. And so that's the path I took, right? And then uh, I went out, hobbled to the furniture stores, you know, got the couches. And I remember one thing Brother Dale always told me is like, stay in church, stay in church. And that's what I've always strived to do. So 20 years ago today, um, I was at home. The baby hadn't come, was supposed to come January 31st. And so I said, you know what? Since the baby's not coming, let me do my taxes. <laughs> and I guess that's what bothered all the labor. <laughs> so about, <laughs> about 9, 10 o'clock, I'm doing my taxes. The labor comes on. And for some reason, Michael woke up. And I wanted him to be asleep because, you know, when you're having labor pain, they're coming, your contractors are coming. Nobody was home. My mom was at work. My dad's at home. So I, I didn't want to call anybody. I'm like, okay, let me get through the night. And Michael comes over. You know, I'm leaning over, breathing. Michael is breathing with me. I'm like, Michael, he's not even two yet. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've got to get him asleep because I, he can't get through this because I need to do what I need to do. And he needs to go asleep because I need to get in the bath or something, hot water. And he's breathing with me. <sighs> I'm like, Michael, okay. So I pretended to sleep through all the pain until he fell to sleep. And then the next morning, of course, my mom came, took me to the hospital. I didn't want a C-section because I knew it was more recovery time, but the Lord took me through it all. And at that time, uh, Brother Dale was preaching grace as a person. I remember that. And uh, that kept me going. And I'm so thankful to God that I'm standing here because y'all don't know what he's brought me through. And I am so thankful for him. I'm so thankful for a pastor that told me to stay in church no matter where I had to go, I had to just keep my candle lit. I'm thankful for Michael. I'm thankful for Benjamin. I'm thankful that we've made it to the big tour with the Lord Jesus as our husband and our father. And please continue praying for my ex. There's so many questions, right? But always pray for your salvation because if somebody, you know, if that same spirit came on somebody, you'd probably do the same thing, right? But God has kept us through it all, and I'm thankful for him. Thank you. I have these uh, couple of announcements here. Um, the, this is the last day to RSVP for Micah and Esther's wedding. Is this coming Friday? Is this coming Friday, the February 10th? Details are posted on the fridge downstairs. If you are planning on attending, please RSVP. If you RSVP after the 10th, please do so by texting. If you want to write the number down, 470-606-0400. And we will add you to the... Hmm. We will let you know if there are any parking spots left. Oh, okay, any parking spots left. The guest list, sorry, if any parking is still available. The parking, the phone number is also on the fridge. Okay. And then also shower, the shower for Sister Esther and Brother Micah 
is on Sunday, February 19th, after the evening service, that are fixing up their new home and would like to have gift cards from Home Depot or Lowe's or, of course, cash. And then um, I'm going to go over some of these prayer requests again from this morning. Uh, continue member Sister Frida, uh, Kip Holsey, Brother Howell, Sister Johnny, Cheryl Mack, and Sister Janine's co-worker Chad, Micah Brewer, and uh, Brother Donnie, Sister Susan to sell their house, and also uh, Brother uh, Daniel Martinez for selling his house in Santa Fe. And then uh, Brother Boyd's request for David Wester for the liver transplant, and then Tristan, Anderson's father, and sister with back problems and then also brother Luis had mentioned sister rosa we need to remember her for uh she had the heart attack our cerebral heart attack sister barbara mentioned her brother steve with the problems with his eyes and uh sister janine's uh co-worker mindy key passed away just remember that family there i don't know actually if that was a co-worker anyway mindy keys passed away so uh and then sister rebecca's cousin jamie caravan and then also, uh, Sister Esther Smallwood mentioned this morning, remember Jackie Saxon, uh, she is declining over the past few months. She has now, now has C. diff, very weak and very sick. <clears throat> and uh, Sister Milka's request from this morning was, please pray for comfort for my coworker and her family. Lost the 19-year-old son in a car accident this past week. Okay, that's all the ones I have here. Any unspoken requests? Let's all go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for us to be here today once again gathered in your name. We pray you bless all these uh, requests, all those raised for hands with unspokens, and uh, just minister each need according to your will over those morning for the loss of the loved ones, uh, the, all the ones uh, we mentioned with cancer and uh, eye problems. You're greater than all these problems, Lord, these different ones have. Lord, just continue to pray. Uh, bless uh, Jackie Saxon. Uh, also, brother, the ones that need to sell their houses, Lord, brother Donnie and brother Daniel. <clears throat> And all the other men requests, Lord, that we lifted up to you, Father. And just bless Brother Luis and Brother Bob um, bringing the mission report this afternoon. And uh, thank you for all the things you did there for them and the, for giving them fruit for their labor, Lord. And it's good to hear about it. And um, uh, bless all those we forgot to pray for. Bless all your little bride around the world. And we thank you for all your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to go over the birthdays for this month. For February, we have Adam Roberts. Today is actually Sister Esther Martinez and Sister Rebecca Atkins. There's is today. And then tomorrow, Benjamin Panunwe, uh, Eli Stewart, uh, Sister Rebecca Durrett, Sister Anna Durrett, uh, Little Cambry Dell, uh, Brother Aaron Roberts, Sister Val- Valerie Stanley, Brother Isaac Negron, Sister Sarah Marunga, uh, Brother Mark Axenroth, and then Brother Joseph Kanda and Sister Amy Stewart for this month. So y'all sing Happy Birthday. Thank y'all. Oh, happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday. Feel Jesus near every day of the year. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. And the best year you've ever had. Oh, happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. May you feel Jesus near every day of the year. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. And the best year you've ever had. I want to wish
wish my niece today, her birthday is today, Elizabeth back there. Happy birthday, Elizabeth, as well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, just real quick. Also, we appreciate y'all praying for Sister Rosa in Honduras. She's still with us to, right now. So your prayers are helping. Just keep praying for her, uh, that the Lord would just completely raise her up. Amen. Let's just sing this song. I'm not sure if somebody has a special this afternoon. Did anybody prepare a special? Because I did not see who's on the calendar. So if you didn't, we'll just sing right through. You'll be the special. Amen. Let's sing this. There has never been a day like this day to me. There's never been a day like this day to me. There's never been a day like this day I see. There's never been a day. There's never been a day like this day to me. Oh, there's never been a day like this day I see. There's never been a light that shines. Thank you. 
again now reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by you will find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry he is passing by this moment your needs to You want to come help us take up our offer? Please bless the tithe offering. Please bless both the day and both the way and all the kings and ministers who Christmas has the church breakfast and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this song. The windows of heaven are open. God. How many of you know that you have unlimited blessings from the Lord? You can have unlimited blessings from the Lord. It just depends how wide you're opening up your arms. Amen? God's got full blessings for me. Sister Alicia, do you have a special? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well then. Well, let's sing this as Sister Alicia comes and brings us back. Oh, the windows of heaven are open. Things are falling tonight. Oh, there is joy, joy, joy in my heart. Since Jesus makes everything right. Well, I gave him my old tattered garment. And he gave me a robe of pure white. And I'm feasting on That's why I'm happy, oh, that's why I'm happy, that's why I'm happy, 
That's why I'm happy tonight. Cause I've got joy, joy, joy in my heart. Since Jesus makes everything right. Well, I gave him my old tattered garment. Jesus makes everything right. Well, I gave him my old tattered garment, and he gave me the robe of And I'm feasting on manna from heaven, and that's why I'm happy songs is on my heart today. <laughs> I didn't know I had to sing, but there's always a song upon my heart for the Lord. Amen. I just want to be ready. <laughs> be ready when the time is called. The songs on my heart today is one day at a time. It's always been a blessing to me, even hearing the Sister Milka's testimony and knowing my testimony in my heart and, and what Brother Dale had spoke on last night, the Bible study. He touched my heart so much. He encouraged me so much. And sometimes you think you just can't do it all. You can't do everything. You want to be Everything that's on there, but then you see yourself like, oh my goodness, I thought I was doing good on that part. Now I'm right back at the bottom again. <laughs> one or two, one or two words, one little attitude, you know, just whatever, one little bit of impatience, one, you know, a whole bunch of, man, no patience, no temperance, not that much knowledge, you know. <laughs> it just really encouraged me. I'm so happy. It just, it just encouraged me and my husband so much last night to hear him speak. We love you, Brother Dale. Love you, Nanny. <laughs> and I, I'm not too big for this song. I'm still taking it one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. I fail so many times. <laughs> so I'm going to sing this for his glory. I'm only human. I'm just a woman. Lord, help me believe what I can be and all that I am. Show me the path way that I have to climb Lord for my sake help me to take one day at a time 
Time. 
executed. Thank you very much. God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's sing, Know Ye Not, Know Ye Not, Ye Are the Temple. As Brother Bob gets ready to come out. Amen. I'm going to sing this in English and sing it in Spanish as well, being that we're going to talk about a Spanish, our Spanish uh, country we visit. <clears throat> know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Once again. Oh, know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I'm a temple. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. I'm a temple. Oh, yes, I know. Yes, I know. I am a temple. I am a temple of the Holy. Full of praise. I'm full of praise. Full of power and full of glory. Full of praise. Full Sing it in Spanish if you know it. Oh, si soy yo, si soy yo, soy el templo. Si soy yo, si soy yo, soy el templo. Si soy yo, si soy yo, soy el templo. Soy el templo del Espíritu de Dios. 
lleno de poder, lleno de gracia, lleno de gloria. Lleno de poder, lleno de gracia, lleno de gloria. Lleno de poder, lleno de gracia, lleno de gloria. Soy el templo del Espíritu de Dios. Hoy es sano, hoy es sano, en the temple. No y no y Yes, I know I am a temple. Yes, I know, yes, I know I am a temple. Yes, I know, yes, I know I am a temple. I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. A temple of the Holy Ghost. Well, this afternoon is going to be a little uh, relaxed get to see a little presentation and uh it'll be my first so y'all bear with me <laughs> oh we've got a lot of pictures to show um let's read a scripture first and i'll just do my little slideshow here and then i'll let you be seated first peter chapter 5 verse 8 to 10 uh let's pray first oh god we're so grateful to be able to Lord, share with the people uh, what what uh, they backed and uh, the efforts that they, that they that we took down to Nicaragua, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that you'll bless this afternoon, Lord, and uh, help help me that you'll give me uh, clarity of mind to be able to present things in the order and and uh, remember details of of what we did. Grant it, Lord. We ask in your name. Amen. <clears throat> in First Peter chapter five, it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because." Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the, in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And I got a translation from another, another Bible that says, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I think that's something that we kind of, uh, uh, is, it helped to, helpful to remember that all around the world, whether you got money or don't, whether you're in this situation or that, we're fighting the same devil. We're going through the same same uh, battles in our mind and in our spiritual life, and uh, and and and. But we've got the same God that that has given us His Word to overcome in every situation. You can be seated. Um, before we get started, I'm I'm gonna. I just want to invite Sister Christine to come on up and share a few things, and then we'll. Yeah, that's a little bird. Are you going to use this? All right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I wanted to... This was a verse the Sunday that we were going to get the PCR test. And that would determine if we were going to go. Because Nicaragua required this. 
So it's Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So this trip was a miracle because a week prior was the watch night. And shortly after that, people were coming up positive with COVID. So we didn't really, we knew we were going to go, but then all of these started coming up. And so we had to hold a conference between the group that was coming. And we were saying, if someone comes up positive, what are you going to do? So we all had that set up. And so we got the PCR test. We were good to go. So we flew out on the 11th. We caught, well, our first flight was delayed, and we missed the connecting flight. So that meant we had to stay in, in Houston for two days, and the PCR on Sunday expired, which meant we had to take another PCR test. And we've already been in the plane from Atlanta to Houston, where we're all breathing recycled air from everybody in that plane, and you are hearing coughing and everything. But at this point... At this point, God worked out everything in Nicaragua already. Everything was set up for us. They were just waiting for us to get there. And so this was, this was a quote that pretty much rung in my head. And it said, this is from Brother Branham. And he said, and when we are doing mission work or foreign mission with the word of God, we know we're always in the will of God. And so we took the test. Within hours, we got that it's negative. So we were good to go. So finally, we get to go. And this is just a part of, from me personally, this is Brother Giovanni and Sister Jessica. I met her in 2017. They wanted to have kids. So we gave her a prayer cloth. And you guys could next. You guys can just show. And so there they are now with Amelie. When we got back the following year, she was just a baby. But this is a more closer thing. Next picture. This is Brother Nilsson. He was very involved. He drove us around a lot. And that's his wife, Sister Gabby. She also got a prayer cloth. And then when we got back, next picture. That's their son, Samuel. And next picture. This is um, Carlos and Sharon. They weren't able to have kids. And I specific, they dropped us off at the airport. And before I got out of the car, I just handed her a prayer cloth and I told her, you know, this is for the desire of your heart, whatever it is. And I knew what it was. So the next picture that's their daughter now. She's Nazareth. That's her name. Next, you guys can just scroll through the following, the next one. This is Brother Eliezer and Merari. They physically, biologically couldn't have kids. And Luis was the one that gave Brother Eliezer a prayer cloth for them. And then in the next picture, that's where they have the baby. So they had a big party for her because she just turned one. The next picture, this couple, she didn't want any prayer cloth. <laughs> but I said, well, you can have two. 
And so in the next picture, in this last trip, they have two girls. The younger one, she's five months. Her name, that's Abby, the bigger one, and the younger one is Tammy. So I, I think you guys can just scroll through. These are more recent pictures. Next, that's Amelie now. That's Genesis, Genesis. That's Samuel. And then the two, the family right there. And um, in the next picture, oh, that's Nazareth right there. In the next picture, the girls, Nyla and Jordan, I put them to work. <laughs> because, and they knew it's a mission trip, and they knew they were going to work. So this is at the camp. And we were washing, because the sisters in the kitchen already knew what they were doing, so I didn't want to be in their way. But I said, I can wash dishes. And I got two helpers with me. So I got them doing that. And so these are the, they didn't have enough plates for everybody. They didn't have enough cups. They didn't have enough um, spoons and forks. So as people were giving them, giving us their used up plates, we had to wash them real quick because the second round of people need them. So we had to wash them quickly. Next. And so I had to get Jordan. I told her, say plato, and then they'll just give you their dirty plates. So I had her go around and, and collect that. And the reason, the reason I had them do that, when, whenever we go to a mission trip, for me personally, is that I wanted to, I think my goal is to break the barrier or the perception that these Americans, we have to serve them. That they're here, they're coming here, they're from the prophet's country, and we need to serve them. And they give you the best that they can. And so it, it really shocks them when we're willing to get our hands dirty in those greasy water and in the plates that they ate out of. It really puts them to shock that somebody from the States is willing to do that for them. So I made it a point. I always do that, but since I had these two girls, I said, you guys are going to wash dishes today. So next, this is, um, maybe you can, this is a sink. It's a wooden sink. And I just wanted to show you, this is for me personally. Um, That's where Jordan and Nyla wash dishes in a sister's house. And next... I think this is a video. Oh, it's a picture. And I think the next one is a video. So you have to get water. I mean, you don't have a faucet right there. And the chickens are outside. And I wanted to show that. That's Brother Corey. That's all I wanted to show. And the next picture. And this is the stove that the sister made breakfast out of for us. So, and I think, I don't know if that's the last picture. Okay, this is the one that I wanted to finish off of. Um, I also did want to mention that this trip made me appreciate my girls because it was just like, I just let them be. I was more worried about Nyla and Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just got so used to it. And I really, I came back thinking, well, they're really used to this and it's just second nature for them. But this is the picture I wanted to, to leave you guys with because this is disposable spoons and forks. And we were washing them because we didn't have enough. And 
I know that it's been more than a year that they've been using this because a lot of them had stains and we had to get rid of the stains and we had to get toothbrushes and scrub it off, dip it in you know, bleach and stuff and get it out. And they didn't have enough and they've been using this over and over and over. And you see it in many houses. They have plastic spoons and forks. They don't throw it away. And we reuse that. And so it's, it's always a humbling experience because I find myself complaining about my kitchen counter. And then I go back, I go back down there, and then you see their kitchen. And I come back going, I love my kitchen counter. <laughs> that was all I wanted to show you guys. I think there's another picture, but it's the same thing. Just a word of warning, I'm probably not going to go at that speed. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I took, I took so many pictures. I took, I took a, over a 1,000 pictures, and I, I'm not prepared to show them all here. But um, <laughs> I do have a lot, and I, I, I really wanted to come back and, and uh, communicate to everybody kind of what we went through and share, like, uh, not just places we preached, but just kind of the experience. So I have some. Uh, okay, I don't know what I did different, but we'll, all right. So um, this, is, this is kind of an overview of where we went, and um, <clears throat> you can see from, we went from Atlanta to Houston and uh, down to Nicaragua, and I'm just going to go through our, our journey because, like Christine said, we've got a little testimony and kind of how we got down there. And we were, we were sitting there in the Atlanta airport and uh, waiting to, to get on our flight. And all of a sudden, we started seeing news of the FAA grounding flights that um, they weren't allowing uh, some, of, some of the planes to take off if, if they were still on the ground. So, you know, naturally, we started, uh, hmm, what's, what's going on? We, we, we had our, our, our apps open with the, to see, you know, with the, the, where our flights were. And the flight we were about to get on to Houston was on time. Or, or, I'm sorry, the flight that we were from Houston to Nicaragua was on time, but the flight we were about to get on to Houston was was delayed. Uh, or, yeah, that's... It was delayed. It was delayed, so it naturally caused the flight from Houston to uh, Nicaragua to be... We missed it. So we we got on our flight to, to Houston, and we made it over to Houston, and, and uh, here you can say we were in a three-hour line trying to get all of that straightened out, and we began to wonder that's when, you know, you, you start having mind battles, what, what's going on, or, you know, you start wondering if, if everything's, everything's working according to plan. And, but, you know, God has a plan, uh, even though sometimes we don't understand it at that moment. I've, I've got a picture here. We, we were so hungry after we, we, we uh, it took us that long to get to Houston, and it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon by the time we made it through that line. And the girls were like, i got to get something to eat. So they ran over and got, uh, got them some food real quick. And, um, you know, it makes you think of Romans eight twenty eight. We know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are, who are called according to his purpose. 
So, uh, you know, many times you don't understand what's happening, but there is a purpose to everything. Now we, we, this is, we were sitting there in that, in that hotel room watching the Wednesday night service and we happened to go and grab some barbecue. And, you know, we were wondering if this maybe, maybe has something to do with why our labor at layover was. We met this fellow named Justin and, uh, got the chance to talk to him at the, at the barbecue place. And he was just a really great guy. And we all got a, uh, our photograph with him and everything, got to spend some time with him. But like Christine said, there's only one flight to Nicaragua per day. And all of us needed to find a seat because, you know, you can imagine what chaos that would cause if we got to Nicaragua differently and nobody speaks Spanish. You got to get through customs and Luis isn't there. And <laughs> <laughs> Luis, Luis was like our, he was our pappy. <laughs> he was, and, and Christine, Christine, Luis and Christine were taking care of us. So we were, we, you know, we were all thinking we, we, we need Luis. We can't get there without him. And then all, all the COVID tests, I can't remember how many COVID tests we needed to get past positive, but that, or negative, but five, four or five. Okay. I thought there was more than that, but that's still a big number. Um, but they all had to come back negative again, like Christine said, after after all of the being around people and everything. So we ended up uh, getting on another flight. Got We got it rescheduled, and we got on the flight and made it down to Managua. Here we are landing and eating Subway at the Managua airport, um, going through customs, and then... We met uh, Pastor Nielsen is the uh, brother that uh, she just put on one of the one of the brothers that she just showed. Uh, he's the one. He's the he was a fantastic brother, and I show a bunch of pictures of him. But he he was pretty much our tour guide while we went around pretty much everywhere. And he was he's such a wonderful brother. He just he gave up his time. I don't have enough to say positive about this brother. He he gave up his time for like a week with us and. Um, with like like brother Luis was sharing there's some things going on at home and uh he just sacrificed to to be with us and and drive us around and stay in hotels with us and um so we loaded up everything on top of the car and we uh started driving to Managua to the first church because um as as is normally the case you hit the ground running so we were going to speak at a little church Wednesday night and um I think I've got some videos here Let's see this place you you have fun with those brothers down there so we ended the first church we went to is i'm i stole like uh sister christine some of these pictures from facebook this is pastor melchizedek this is how he spells it on facebook so uh brother melky um so you can see on the map uh it's right there at the top of managua managua's um uh well, I, I can't describe it <laughs> uh, on the map. You, you saw the, the bigger map earlier, but it's right next to this, to the, this lake here. Um, so this is us pulling up to the church, and you can see Managua is it's pretty, it, it's different. It's uh, crowded, teeming with life. I, uh, I'm sorry for the bad videography, but you can see there's a bus pulling up and all kinds of things going on in the street, tire dealerships all around. And when we turn the corner, you can hear me say, is that the church? Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting it to look like there, there it is on the left. And we just rolled up. And, oh, 
when it brings this that's right there on the left in front of that in front of that car on the on the left you can see so that kind of gives you an idea of what it was like so we we roll up and the Melchizedek comes out to meet us and um we greet him and and they're getting the church ready getting everything prepared and we we spoke for them it, that that was a, a a wonderful icebreaker because um or just to kind of get things started because you can immediately sense that this is such a humble wonderful little group of people and they responded so it honestly astonished me how well they responded to the service you know i was, I, I preached my heart out and brother brother louis was interpreting and um i feel like about, probably about half that church came up to the front for prayer and and uh, pastors were coming up and uh, that that were visiting. And let me just um, add something there, brother Bob. Yeah. Brother Bob preached that night. I never told him anything about this church. I know the history. I've preached at this church several times. The pa- the previous pastor from this church just passed away in 2020. So, so this is his son right there, brother Melchizedek, who's the pastor now. But there were some issues, some some things, just like any church has. But there are some specific issues that have been going on. A church split that took place a couple of years ago. And Brother Bob was hitting some things that he didn't even know anything about. So that hence the reason why the people were so impressed. It must be God speaking to us. So, Yeah, you can see this is Brother Nielsen on the right and Brother Melchizedek on the left. And then all of us together. And uh, there's, there's Brother Michael. Everybody loved how tall Brother Michael was. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just want to say, you know, you, when you're with on in, a, in another country, well, this is my first time being in another country. It sounds, I don't want to say it like I've, I've done it before. <laughs> but when when you're riding two and a half hours and you don't know where you're going through the countryside and, you know, you're, you've got a new experience and everything, I tell you what, it makes a whole a lot of difference with the people that you're with. And, and being with Luis and Christine and their family and Nyla and Jordan and Michael, it just made it, the whole experience so much more enjoyable. You know, we were going through the, to, I think I've got some recordings or videos here somewhere, but when you're going through the uh, the night and, you you know, it's it's a long car ride and everybody starts singing and um, it, it it's it's wonderful. And this was just a wonderful group to go with. And um, like Christine said, I'm, I'm so proud of the example that our young people showed to everybody in Nicaragua. Just uh, everywhere they went, they, they demonstrated a real Christian character. <clears throat> so then uh, that night, right after preaching, so we had flown all day. We were tired. Uh, we just preached. We had a, a little, uh, let me go back to the food real quick so you can see what they cooked for us. This is all, uh, uh, I guess that's, that's steak and chicken. It's monkey and, meat. I'm just joking. <laughs> there was a lot of monkey meat jokes. <laughs> and and that's, uh, I, I think that cantaloupe drink. And I say that cantaloupe drink because that earned a reputation. That was, it was good. Um, so then, then that night we, we drove to, from Managua to Chinandega, which you can see on the map. It's about a two and a half hour ride. And then I put there in gringo time and gringo time is supposed to take two and a half hours and in Nicaragua time, who knows, <laughs> who knows when you're going to get there. <laughs> 
So we like for example, we started off and just to kind of share, I mean, just sharing the experience. We we started driving around Managua and um, and it just so happened that the person I was sitting to next to on the plane was telling me about all these likes that the I guess the president of Nicaragua's wife had put up in Managua and there was all this controversy about that because it was stealing electricity and stuff. So anyway, I thought these likes were interesting because of that. And uh, so. We, we began to drive from Managua to Chinanday, and this is what it's like driving around in, in Nicaragua. You're going to be tailgating and, and uh, in the wrong lane, and, and that was, you can hear everybody singing. That's a duplicate video. But we, we drove around, and uh, we ended up going back into Managua to meet somebody, and it took us, it took us quite a while to get up to Shenandega. That's, that's part of the experience. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, you can see the streets of Shenandega. It's just uh, it's, it's really interesting. But we, we ended up at the hotel in, uh, I'm sorry, the streets of Managua. We ended up in Shenandega. This is what the little hotel looked like um, out in front. The, the, the street in front was busy. Um, all kinds of things going on. People riding by on bikes. It was really interesting how that everywhere you looked, there was there was uh, religious signage like this uh, pharmacy named after El Shaddai. Um, people riding by on bikes and horses right in the middle of the street. And this is what the shower looked like. So you had to uh, turn it to the right to get warm water, turn it to the left to get scalding hot water, or something like something like that. I, <laughs> yeah, the left is uh, cold water, the right is warm water, um, and then the, in the well, I'm sorry, the middle is warm water, and then the, the yeah, it's warm, hot, or cold. So then uh, we went, we went, we had a day off on Saturday, so we went down to Leon. I'm going to, uh, just, just to save time, we're already at 3 o'clock, so I'm going to kind of skim through some of these pictures. But we went to this Catholic church, and which was, uh, Zoe mentioned that in her little testimony, that's really interesting seeing some of these, just how the... Uh, this is because we had an off day this day. Brother Nilsson, he had to go to Honduras that day to attend the wedding. So we kind of had an off day. So I said, hey, Brother Nilsson, why don't you just let me uh, use the vehicle that he was driving us around? He said, Sure. So we went and drove to Leon, which was about 45 minutes from Chinandega. Very touristy spot, very popular city in Nicaragua. And so we spent the day there. Uh, and I'll, before we get out of Leon, I'm just going to, this is a map of, of like part of Leon where we were. And you can see there's a little red dot down there where we uh, were on the left-hand side where we parked the car. And so when I got back to the car... <laughs> When I got back to the car, that car was parked next to the edge, like to, next to the curb. And so I said, Luis, just pull back so I can get in the car real quick. Well, he pulled back. Everybody got in the car, and, and then the door shut, and he just pulled off and left me on the street. <laughs> and this is, a, this is a video of him, him riding away around the corner. <laughs> and I watched him drive away. And now, if you're, if you're in a city like this, that where everything looks the same and, and you see the car and you don't speak Spanish, that's a weird feeling. I, <laughs> so, I, I had so, to. I had to do it. it was <laughs> so, Nanny, I told him I was going to tell on him. I was going to tell you. <laughs> he needs to be gotten. <laughs> but that was fun. Um, so then we went on, on Sunday. We, I, we preached for Brother uh, Manuel Mora. 
That's right. So, uh, brother, um, brother Marlone is a minister of brother Nielsen's church and he came and picked us up. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Brother, brother Madeline. So we've got the brother. Do you want to say something? Yeah, it was uh, this service. Uh, it was a joint service. It was three churches in, 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 in one, in one place. So the, the house was pretty packed. And that was just a blessing to see the three churches just come in to, you know, one accord and say, hey, we're here to, uh, to just uh, listen to the word of God. So. Yeah, that, they, they seem really receptive. And uh, it, it's, uh, it seems like a good indicator that they appreciated your message when their Facebook profile has your picture in it. <laughs> so I'm assuming that everything went well. Well, so far, I don't think anybody in, in this church has our has our face our pictures in their Facebook profile. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they 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 seemed like they really actually. Brother Brother Manuel just uh, actually messaged me on Facebook to tell me how that they're looking forward to me coming back and everything. So we we uh, we just really had a wonderful time down there. And um, oh, I also want to mention that Brother. Um, Brother Luis felt inspired after the service. This is after after I preached. I was taking pictures over there to ask Brother Michael up to say a few words, and he just did a wonderful job. I don't think I unfortunately have a video, but I think you put it in the WhatsApp. Um, uh, Christine took a video somewhere. Yeah. So uh, we sure appreciate that. He represented the church well and uh, had a, a just uh, – you spoke on a scripture. I forget what scripture it was, but you were speaking on a few things, and it was it was wonderful. So we sat down at eight after after church. Just wanted to add that in so much that Brother Manuel, the pastor, asked Brother Michael to come and he said, "Come and speak for us." And Brother Michael said, "I'm not a preacher." And he said, I, "Brother Michael said I could teach Sunday school." He said, "Well, just come and do a Sunday school lesson then." <laughs> now, after Sunday afternoon, after the morning service, we um. Well, let me go back real quick. This this is how our luggage went everywhere we went on top of the car. I, those those luggage racks were really neat. Everywhere you went, your your look. And I still, unfortunately, I still have dirt on my iPad from Nicaragua from riding around on the top of the car. But that's how it goes. Um, so that afternoon, we we went over to Mario and Scar- Scarlett's home, and uh, this is this is the home that the church actually helped to fund. So we went over there and, and were um, fortunate enough to blessed enough to be able to kind of speak and dedicate the, the home. Yeah. If you all remember a couple of years ago, brother Dale said, Hey, let's build this, this, this family, a house. It, it was about $4,000. This is their house. And so we, I asked brother Nielsen that their pastor, I said, brother Nielsen, you think it'd be good uh, if we could go and just have a little meeting in their house and just dedicate it. He said, that's a wonderful idea, Brother Luis. So we went in there and had the dedication and Brother Bob, you know, uh, said a few words and helped dedicate. And we all got around afterwards and had a prayer dedicated to the family. Every day, almost just about to get messages from that family, just so appreciative of their little house uh, because the way they obtained it, it was it was in a hardship situation that they had. But uh, they're just very thankful and they send their greetings. And that home has become a little blessing because I think they had a, a minister's meeting and they had they were able to uh, put up about uh, five or ten ministers there and that slept in these hammocks. Um, 
that went to Brother Nielsen's church that, or, 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 that so that they could attend Brother Nielsen's church, which is right around the corner. Yeah. So this is $4,000. This is what you can get. But, it, I mean, they use it to the max. $4,000 can go all the way, can, can go a very long way. So this is this is what you help support. Now, um, Brother Nielsen's, I've got a little quick video of Brother Nielsen's mom's. She's got like a little shop where people come up to this window and and buy things. And as I pan quickly around, you can you can see all the little things that she sells. That was such a neat little setup. It's just a real humble. It's actually part of her home. And uh, several people that we visited had kind of little setups like this. It was really interesting that they would sell things out of their home. So we went back to uh, towards Managua, and this is the view at night, looking over an overlook down in Managua. And um, so on Sunday night, we went, we spent the night in uh, San Jorge Rivas. Is that how? Rivas. Rivas. And uh, I'm just going to quickly go through some of these, just so you can kind of get a sense of the experience. Nielsen's putting a luggage back on there, and that was in preparation to go get on the ferry the next morning uh, to Ometepe which is this island that has two volcanoes on it. And that was pretty neat. So we loaded up. We got the car on the ferry. We loaded everything up, and away we went. Um, just to save time, I've actually combined some of the pictures from before, from going and, and coming together. But um, that, was, that was an experience, seeing the volcano get closer and closer. And it's alive. It's an active volcano. So when we landed, you can see there's a, there was a map on the wall that kind of shows where everything is. And um, Nielsen was pointing out here that we were going to drive around uh, the, the big island where the big volcano is and go over the, the little middle part and, and ride around to Brother Juan's church down at the, at the bottom there. And so that's what we did. And you can see there's, we, we got a little vantage point where you can see both volcanoes at once, the big one in the back and the... Uh, Concepcion is the, the big one, and Maderas is the uh, one on the right. And uh, that's one of my favorite pictures. Isn't that a cool picture? <laughs> Louise standing in front of the volcano. Yeah, that was neat. in the road all the, all the roads just went went around the volcano so it was just going around in the circle and then across and so so we ended up at, at brother Juan's church just a real humble little church um and so this is us walking up to his home and um i think christine showed some pictures earlier of how you know them preparing food for us and so we sat and ate with them um, <laughs> this is this is them ribbing Michael about um, not he drinking coffee when side. they heard he, he didn't drink coffee. Boy, that, <laughs> that opened the door for all kinds of laughs. <laughs> you don't drink coffee in Nicaragua or Honduras. And Michael's the only one, really, that can travel around and look good anywhere he goes with a, tie, with a shirt and a tie. I mean, everybody's wearing jeans, T-shirts, and everything. Michael was... He said we were going to the church that night, but I mean, he 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 knows how to work it. (laughs) 
You can see this strange tree that has, uh, you know, you've got to be careful that you don't put your hand on it to rest because you know, it's got spikes on it. So we had church that night and um, another wonderful service. Uh, I, I remember speaking on several different things and then a lot of different people came up. Uh, some of these sisters came up to, to, and, and were asking prayer for specifically those those needs like, um, you know, kidney stones. I. I don't ever preach on kidney stones, but I was preaching on kidney stones and somebody came up that um, had a problem with kidney stones. And then so after after the service, this is uh, the little road in front of the front of the church. And uh, just a quick little background. That church is the only message church in that area. And it's only been there about 13 years, 13 to 15 years. It's when the brother, he was a Pentecostal and some brothers from Managua came and preached a uh, taught them the message they accepted the message and so it's the only little church there you pray for these brothers because they they need a lot of teaching they need a lot of um you know a lot of of bible uh, doctrine type teaching and uh so uh, it was wonderful to see them again i just i just mentioned this um we stopped at this, this little restaurant uh to, to get for everybody to get coconut ice cream. And this is where I was, I sat there and I had the opportunity to just talk to brother Nielsen for a little bit. And we started somehow we ended up on Daniel 70 weeks and, uh, <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. And, and I started, he was asking me, well, what, what my view is it all, of it is. So we just had a little quick, quick discussion. And, and he, he came back with, that's exactly how I see it. There's seven years after the rapture. And so I, that was, that was really edifying to see. You think, you think nobody else is believing things the way you do, but it's, like I said, the same God is, is all around the world and he's leading us. And, and, and they have less messages translated in their languages than, than we do. We have all of them. And yet they still got that same revelation of Daniel yeah. 70 weeks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tuesday morning we had breakfast at Brother Corey's. And um, you can see on the map where, where, about where he is. And just a precious little brother. They, they cooked us food on, uh, on, on, with this setup. I, I guess it's just fire. Um, so there's Brother Corey. There's another store. So they had a little store where this little boy was coming up to get one diaper. One diaper at a time. You can see all the, the sisters were, were being helpful. And then uh, one of the brothers went out and got coconuts for us. I, you know, it's interesting that I think we've all seen probably the same coconut tree that in Luisa's slide decks. But now I got to, we all got to experience that same thing. And now we can tell about our experience. That's that's how it is in the gospel sometimes, isn't it? You, somebody else can have an experience, but when you experience it, then not, you know what it's like. You know, we know where that coconut tree is. We know how those what those coconuts taste like. We can tell somebody about it. 
um, fresh coconut water. And it was interesting because Christine wanted, she was like, I wanted some coconut water. Didn't tell anybody except for the brother pastor that we was there with. And he said, yeah, we could get some coconut water here. Well, the next day when we visited Brother Corey's house, I don't think he knew. But the brother said, hey, you want some coconut water? (laughs) It's like God knows your heart, you know, your desires. And he's got right there when you need it. Yes. So we went around and uh, so visit with several believers uh, that uh, with uh, Brother Juan and Brother Nielsen. They just kind of we just kind of went with them to 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 tag along, really. And uh, there was a little monkey up in a tree doing his thing. We went around the island and and, uh, visited with different believers, which was which was kind of a neat experience. Um, just real quick to show you that that night we stayed in this look. These are the stars in Nicaragua, which I was really excited about seeing the stars, and they were they were amazing. But this little real um little little hotel. Uh, there's there's that frog that caused so much commotion when we got there. It was it was in the I think it was at the bathroom or the shower. Yeah, it stirred up quite a bit of fuss. There's a frog in the in the bathroom. So this is where we stayed, and you know it was about it was about ninety degrees at night, no air conditioning, nothing to cool you off, but fans, and you know it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I took a picture of the light switch just so you could kind of see <laughs> these style of light switches was everywhere, and uh, and late at night I got up about four in the morning and and took a picture of these leaf cutters climbing up this tree, which was neat. They were tearing that tree up. So you can see the volcano back in the distance. So Wednesday, we uh, we got up and we went to camp. We rode the ferry back and we, we, we wound up at camp. And uh, Bella was playing in, in, the, in the band and uh, Nyla and, and Michael and everybody got to sing some specials. I don't think I have a video of those, but they were sure a blessing. And um, Louise was asked to speak Thursday night and did a wonderful job speaking on uh, Lazarus coming forth from the grave. And uh, here's an example of some of the food we ate. Sitting down with, a, that was one of the highlights of the trip was just being able to sit down with some of these other belie- uh, ministers that had so many experiences. We, there's Zach Wallace and Brother Paco who's just goes into the jungle in that green shirt and 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 ministers uh, takes the takes the gospel deep in the jungle. Um, there they are singing a song. This youth camp had probably, I would say, maybe it was about two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred youth, and uh, somewhere around there. I was not expecting to preach on this trip at all. I came strictly to interpret for Brother Bob. We had a certain itinerary. But when you get there, the brothers are like, how are you going to come here and not preach? So they got me to preach at the youth camp. and uh, But we we had a good time. Yeah. And one of the th- I just want to show these pictures. Brother Burley was uh, preaching in, on, in the mornings, and he got Brother Luis and Christine up there to, to kind of act out. Um, being uh, going free at the end at the end of the seven year release, 
And you know, Luis, he just really hammed it up. And <laughs> Brother Burley said he had never had anybody act it out quite like Luis and Christine did before. So the kids were laughing, and it was it was a great time. I, I took a picture of this little this little truck as the kids were leaving camp. They, this little group, I believe, and Luis can keep me honest, but they were. They were going back up into the mountains, and they there was a little sister in the back. They had a little baby, and they were just all cramming their luggage into the back, and they were going to drive hours back up into the mountains where their where their homes were. About six hour drive up up to the mountain. And they came that far to get the word. <clears throat> so Sunday, um, the last I think uh, we left, uh, the girls went home uh, Saturday. And we stayed Sunday to to uh, minister for Brother Manuel, and um, I. This is the Sunday that I, that me and Brother Luis split up, and he went to preach for Brother Nielsen while I stayed with Brother Danny Torres to interpret for me and preach for Brother Manuel at his church in Managua. Brother Manuel also has a, a little a little out, out, uh, what do you call it outreach. outreach that he that we preached at that I preached at in the afternoon. Um, but I don't have really any good pictures from the morning because um, I didn't have a photographer. But, but this is just us kind of talking at McDonald's. <laughs> this is Brother uh, Luis. I took a picture of him saying, uh, <laughs> let Brother Bob preach. <laughs> well, Brother Manuel was asking me to preach that afternoon at the outreach. That I was well, I was preaching that morning in Chinandega, which is about two hours from from where the outreach is. So I told Brother Manuel, because I really didn't want to preach, but I, and, and I, I said, look, Brother Bob has already prepared a sermon for that evening. So why don't we let him speak? Plus, he's our guest minister, and I'll be more than glad to interpret for him. So I was able to uh, convince Brother Manuel. <laughs> yes. This is what their little church looks like, and some of the homes. This is actually where we stayed uh, that night. Is over to the left, but the little church is at Tabernaculo Gilgal, um, and in the afternoon we preached at um, Monte Tabor, which is um, the little outreach that the church actually uh, put money in to buy the land. This this church uh, about two years ago, you guys helped to pay for this land where this little outreach is at. So right now they have not officially started building the church, but that's the spot where they're going to build. So they just have something there temporary. So that afternoon, everybody loaded up. We had some some good fellowship, got some pictures taken. And um, this, we all went over to Brother Manuel's house and uh, for the final night. And and, uh, this is is Brother Nielsen's little boy in the truck trying to drive. There's uh, the brother and sisters whose home we dedicated, Brother Mario and Sister Scarlett there. And uh, this is this is one of my favorite pictures. This this there was uh, so much so much talking and laughing and everything. It honestly felt a lot like Monica's family when we when they get together. Um, but you can kind of see that uh, we we slept with a mosquito net over the bed. Um, just a real humble home. I had I, I propped a. Uh, there's a little couple that they actually gave me their whole home to spend the night in. Um, 
you know, it, it was an awesome experience to be able to just uh, to be able to share their their home. Um, but we just propped a propped a piece of wood up against the door, and that was the lock. <laughs> and ate a good breakfast that morning, and then we're getting ready to go off to the airport. There's Brother Zachary Wallace. And if you don't, if you don't know Zachary Wallace, he's a wonderful little missionary brother. He's been to like 15 different countries. Um, I, I, I really cherish the time I got to spend with him riding in the back of the pickup truck to and from camp. And he was sharing some just amazing stories of, 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 uh, you know, problems that had been resolved down there in Nicaragua and Honduras and just, uh, that were resolved by people loving one another. And, um, so it's just a wonderful time of fellowship. So we got all loaded up, uh, we got situated in the airport and flying, flying out, looked out the window and there's one of those volcanoes. I don't know which one that was. There were so many volcanoes, but it was just a nice way to say goodbye and back, back in the States. So I, I want to, I just want to close with, with reading this quote. I, to, to me, this was, this was truly a life changing experience. I, Honestly, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, is there anything that you, uh, did you, did you hate it? Did you not like it? I, I, I really can't think of anything negative at all about it. It was a wonderful trip, wonderful people. It's a wonderful to have the opportunity to be able to share the gospel with people in another country. And I, I, I can't say enough for how much I appreciate brother Luis and Christine for kind of putting all this together and inviting all the young people along and myself and setting this up so that I'd have an opportunity to speak at these churches. Um, I, you know, uh, one thing, one thing that I think kind of escapes us is, uh, down there, you know, brother Luis's regard, he was invited to speak at the camp. Uh, everybody highly regards him. And, um, you know, we kind of, we've kind of got accustomed to one another up here, but down there he's looked upon, um, with great esteem. And, uh, so I just certainly appreciate I appreciate their love and their, their gift to me to be able to go and minister to this, to these people in Nicaragua and Lord willing, it won't be my last. So, but I, I want to close Amen. with this quote and then we'll turn it over to brother Wade for the communion. Brother Ram said in that day on Calvary, he said he was just one man, the perfect man. He gave his life and he made an example for you. Now, what must we do? Now, the first thing I want to say is Jesus never lived for himself. His life was spent for others. That's perfectly eternal life. When you say you go to church and you do good things, that's fine. But when you live your life to yourself, you haven't eternal life. Eternal life is living for others. It proved it when it come in the Lamb of God. He lived and had eternal life because he did not live for himself. He lived for others. And you receive eternal life by receiving that day. And you don't live for yourself no more. You live for others. others. God bless you, church. And we'll stop there. By the way. appreciate these brothers i know a lot of you have never been to a foreign country but it will change your life it'll change it'll change your perspective of the things that you look at and the, and the things we take for granted we all got bibles we all got the message we all got everything we need and sometimes we're a little bit dilatory about it them people that's their life that's their life and and they put their whole life into it and and makes us ashamed of ourselves sometimes that uh, that they're given a lot less like brother louise said there's only several hundred 
tapes and, and books in Spanish. All these years in Spanish, the second, the second most common language in the world, and somebody dropped the ball. Should have made every sermon there was in Spanish, because because it's uh, it's just horrible that they're so far behind. They they don't have any, we have all the information. We got eleven hundred sermons. We have to have no one interpret any of those. No one. You can sit and listen to it yourself. You can sit and talk yourself. But when you've only got three or four hundred of that eleven hundred. You're missing a piece of it. Right. There's a piece missing somewhere, Brother Louis. Just to give you an example of that, right now they have about 900-something messages now. Okay. But they were not interpreted or translated by voice of God. Only only a certain portion of that was, maybe right. a quarter of those. Yep. The other ones were translated by brothers who I, I personally know from Venezuela and some other brothers around yep. Central South America that were paid by churches here in the States to translate those messages, and now you find them on Message Hub. And so a lot of them, they're able to be able to print out books from the Message Hub in Spanish. they got about 900 or so right now. give you an example of that. There's brothers over there, just like there is here, who are against, uh, are opposed to youth camps as well. Um, but, and so I, there was, we were talking there in the vehicle in one of those instances, and I pulled up a quote. Where Brother Branham said that uh, he was talking about Becky and how he wanted mm-hmm. Becky to go right. to that youth yep. camp, that youth rally down there, right. to receive the Holy Ghost, yeah. and how he was encouraging her to go. Uh, you can go and look at it. I think it's in 1963 after he preached the seals. Right. But and so the brothers they said we'd never seen that quote before, and uh, and, and and one of the brothers finally found the, the sermon where it was at, and mm-hmm. they had never seen that quote before because wow. it. It was so so uh, so rare to to just find the, the books, you know, right. or the message where it was at. So it's that's just an example of that. Yeah, that's why we're so fortunate because if we need an answer, we know we just pull it up. Like I said, we don't need an interpretation; we've already got it. Right. But they need to have an interpretation. They need somebody to tell them what it says in Spanish, so that they can can do can the uh, same as that. Never seen that quote before. I'd never seen a quote about cremation until Aaron read it last night. Somebody asked about being cremated. And Brother Aaron, if you look up the word cremate or cremation, Brother Brown speaks about three or four times on that, where it doesn't matter, you know, about being. It's just a personal preference if you want to or not. So uh, it just accelerates the process. The Bible says ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So it just accelerates the process. And it's just, you know, but I'd never seen that quote. And I had it in English. So think about something, though, you're looking for it in Spanish, and they haven't translated that book yet. They haven't translated that tape. It stops everything because there's no other way unless somebody like Luis or somebody says, hey, it says in a certain, certain message, and you tell them about it in English, and then you can send them a quote. But uh, we just we thank God that uh, we got able-bodied ministers that can go. Remember a long time ago, Brother Dale would go a good bit, and he'd go to Jamaica, and he's been to the Philippines, he's been to... Brazil and, and Ireland and different places and now we're able and I've been to Jamaica 11 times so and a couple of times to the Philippines so we're getting where we're in the older stage and then we got younger guys here and that's what God does in the economy of God he always has somebody waiting in the wings he's always got somebody that he can the next generation that comes up because he was ne- he's never going to have a gap God can't he's not ever going to have a gap he's got this thing all laid out where there won't be a gap in the program 
and I was thinking this morning about Brother Luis being here. And I mean, we love Brother Luis, and we know why he's here. He's here for the Word of God. But he's also here to help take this gospel and even interpret somebody else now. And we've been able to, uh, what I was thinking was, it's kind of expanded us a little bit to where we can have ministers here that can't speak English. That, that, that 10 or 15 years ago, before Brother Luis started coming to church here, I'm giving you a rose, man. Whole bouquet. Okay, you're welcome. One of them big ones that go around your neck. We couldn't have certain people that we had before. We could not. We'd have to find an interpreter, but we have one sitting right here. And a good one. A Holy Ghost filled one that knows to do, you know, what the Word of God says. And then, you know, then he can easily interpret for for Brother Bob and a different one. So we just appreciate Brother Brother Luis to be able to, to, to be a part of our family and part of the family of God. And also, before we before we finish, uh, we'll stand and, and start with the communion service. We're all, we always have been uh, mission-minded. Um, now, there's a lot of other churches that, that they have mission funds, and, and they have take up special offerings, and we do certain times take up special offerings. But I know, like I said before, Brother Bob and Brother Luis, they're ministers here, so the church pays for their plane ticket to where they need to go. But there's a lot of other money involved as far as having to, to get money together. And, and you just don't know how much. I mean, it takes money. And you ask Brother Michael and some of them, you know, they, they say, you know, it takes money to live. You can't, uh, can't go over there and they give you everything, all right? And then you also do like Brother Dale. He'll take a, two suitcases full of clothes and come back with the clothes on his back. Literally, right? Come back with the clothes on his back. He'd take two full suitcases. When he got done, he'd take the two empties and put one inside the other one, zip it up, and he'd bring it back home empty. He left all of his clothes there. And that's what you do. You, you give, you know, we, we're able to do that. And, and I appreciate Brother Dale and all the, the ones that's had anything to do with the, the church and, and, and judging that we need to do mission work. There's a lot of people, just like Brother Louis said, about uh, youth camps. There's people in this message is not going to send their kids to a youth camp. They're not going to even, um, um, you know, they're not going to even give any money. They're going to support them at all. And we could be the same way in mission work. Cause there's a lot of people that don't do mission work. They do their own work around here, which is fine. Uh, every, every church is sovereign. But I thank Brother Dale that he's, that he's had the foresight to look and see that down the road, he didn't know Brother Luis was coming. But God did. God did. God didn't know. Uh, Brother Dale didn't know maybe Bob was coming to be a minister. God did. So he put everything in place to where now we can send people into these foreign countries and uh, be able to uh, not burden all of you. Your tithes and offerings, it goes, sure, to run into the church, but it also goes to missionary work. Uh, there's a need, you know, and, and a need like Brother Luis came up here several years ago about the, the house. We need $4,000. You got it. We can't do that for everybody. But if we can do our certain part, then God's going to get on somebody else's heart to do another part. Then God's going to get another church to do another part. We're not, you know, it's not the full brunt of this church, you know, um, supporting Nicaragua. No, we support a, a need. We have brothers that have a need. We support a need. Then another church will support another need. So that's the way God works. He works his economy like that. So don't worry 
they got their that's a nice little building for four thousand dollars i mean it's functional and they're out of the weather and you were able to go dedicate it and see it so go ahead special i guess shout out to my wife because in in really this was her idea to do this to bring the young people with us it was never in my intentions to ever do anything like that but uh it, it was a good idea and i think it, it it was it was of the lord yeah and so in the midst yeah yeah i appreciate i appreciate her because sometimes these ideas come to your mind, and in the moment, I'm thinking, well, what, what about the logistics and all that? You know, I, I, if their parents don't go, I'm not going. <laughs> their parents got to be. But you know what? These young people that went with us, you know, they, they behaved. They did. They, they, maybe they were felt uncomfortable at certain times, but they didn't show it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so they trekked through, and I just really appreciate their efforts. And uh, but in within the midst of trying, to, uh, Christine trying to deal with the girls and and you know and of course dealing with our daughters as well and and she's also dealing with the money as well. Mm, right. She's managing every every money that, that that you guys gave. I put her in charge of it because I've got to fellowship and be right. with the other That's brothers. Right. I've got you know they want to talk to me and things like that. So she took care of all of that and. By, by God's help, we were able to use up just about every single thing that you guys gave. Amen. And that is our mission. And if we, if we see that we have anything left over, we just kind of just give it away. Right. Amen. Uh, to what, we'll see what needs are there out there, and we'll just say, hey, this is, this is from us. Just take it from a blessing from the Lord. Right. So right. don't think one bit that we've taken that money and used it for personal things. No, it's stayed down there. Absolutely. And so we just appreciate each and every one of you all that gave appreciate your offerings. God knows who that $1 bill or $20 bill that you gave or whatever you gave, sure. where it went to, and it blessed someone sure. else. Amen. And I believe God will tell us that. We get to the other side where all things is made new and everything's where we ain't got to get up and go to work or anything, and our mind is not so cluttered, or it won't be cluttered. We'll have a, we'll have a, a new body, and we'll have our, <clears throat> we'll have our senses enlightened. Somebody's going to walk up to you and say, hey, God just spoke to me and told me that that $20 you put in the collection plate, it changed my life because I was able with that $20 to drive to a camp or drive to a service where I'd have not been able to do that. So I, that will be, so you think, well, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, you're doing something. If you do it for God, it'll never return void. If you're doing it for yourself, but if you'll do it for God and say, look, no no strings attached. Here, take this money. Take it down there. If you see a need, we trust our brothers. If we see a need that, that needs to be dealt with, then you deal with it, and you just go right on. And, and like I said, it's not for it's not for Brother Luis and them to go down there and, and stay in a five-star hotel and, and you know, rent, get a, a rental car that's got air conditioning. No, we live with the people. Uh, when I tell people that I've been to Jamaica 11 times, because a lot of people say, yeah, we've been to Jamaica. They stayed at the Sandals or they stayed at the, you know, you know, Brother John, you know what I'm talking about. They, you know, I, I went to the Philippines. Well, yeah, I stayed in a five-star motel. No, I've never stayed in a motel in Jamaica, ever. I did in the Philippines one time, but not in Jamaica. Never stay. I always stay with the people. And when you stay with the people, you get a real perspective of their day-to-day life. First place I stayed, the first time I went, I took a bath with a teacup. And a bucket of water. 
and the water was drawn from a cistern. A common, <laughs> Anderson knows what I'm talking about, a common place that they made a, a concrete to come down like this, and it just held rainwater. You lowered the five-gallon bucket down, you pulled the five-gallon bucket up, and guess what? What you didn't wash with, you drank. Yeah, of course you had to heat it. With You know, you heated it up, but but see what? You, that's their day-to-day life. Wash clothes. Man, we all we do here in America, we just push buttons. No, you saw you saw what their dishwasher looked like over there. It was called Jordan and Nyla. Yeah, it was a Nyla edition, the Jordan edition. But all we do is we mash Maytag, and you know we call the repair man as soon as it don't work. They don't do that. And to wash their plastic spoons and forks and knives, that blows my mind. But you know what? They wanted that was the best they could provide for the guests they had. Now, some of us would look at you know what we do? We throw them away, right? We throw them away. We never have you ever washed a plastic fork or a spoon or a knife? You have, but some people haven't. Do it at work. Do it at work. <laughs> Brother Joe, be careful with the spoons and the forks at work. Richard, don't use it after Luis uses it. But we don't think anything about that. But you know what? We got a table I mean, or, a, or, a, or a, a, a shelf or a drawer full of what? Silverware. If we need some more, guess what? We go buy some more silverware. But they can't do that. And they're just the happiest people like Bob. I think that's what kind of got Bob. They're just so happy. You'd think, oh, man, I'd be so depressed if I got over there and be. No, no they were happy. You know why? Because they were happy in the Lord. They put their heart in the Lord's work and not everything else. So let's stand to our feet and we'll um, take communion. Thank you for all, all of you for coming and being tentative and uh, all the things of the day. Brother Ryan, come on up here. And we'll get you involved. Terrence is going to call you the B team too, so I'm going to go ahead and call, bring the B team up. But T's got to help you because he's the pro, so he's got to have a little help for the, for the, uh, um, the, uh, the B team. You need a prayer call? Okay. All right, we'll come up here and we'll do that right now. <clears throat> One. Okay. Okay, let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this prayer call, Lord, where it's going to go, Father, I pray that it will, as we were saying, not return void, but it would accomplish, Lord, as your scripture says, they took cloths off of Paul and even evil spirits were driven out of people because of that. Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that where this cloth has got to go, that it will do what it says it's supposed to do, Lord. And you'll help this brother, Lord, that it goes to, Lord. We appreciate, Lord, the time that we have to do this, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to bow our heads and pray to you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry about that. Didn't give enough time. All right. Okay. Yes. Here's one. The Heavenly Father, Lord, our sister knows what this is for. She's seen it many times. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that wherever it goes, Lord, that it will accomplish what our sister has desired in her heart. 
Father, we pray that you would just bless the person this is going to also, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Everybody, all minds clear now? For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Saint Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do ye in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This ye do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. That's why we stop. That's why we have a word of prayer. Examine yourself. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of doing this. Forgive me of uh, of being dilatory this week. Or maybe, like Brother Brown said, if you've done something to somebody that you can't get to, he said, go ahead and take communion. He said, but you better make that right. right. All right, when you go make this thing right for whatever you need to do. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh what? Damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you come not together into condemnation. And Paul tells the Corinthians, the rest he'll set in order when he comes. Let's have a moment of silent prayer. Brother Brown said, pray for your pastor. Pray for yourself. Pray for the church. And pray for this communion that we're about to take. Thank you for all things, Lord. Thank you for the testimonies that we've we've been given, Lord, of them work that's being done in another country lord several thousand miles away lord they love you just as much as we do father and i pray that we'll be together lord one day we'll be able to sit down and talk to each other and realize what a wonderful time we had going and coming and flights and being delayed but all that's a part of the economy lord that's part of you and i appreciate i thank you lord for bringing them back safe And I pray that you, Lord, give them a desire to go back again, Father, if the Lord tarries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible said he took bread and he blessed it. Lord, thank you for this bread, Lord. It's been made with holy hands. It's been made and prepared exactly the way you told us to. Now, Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you sanctify, Lord, in the nourishment of our bodies. And, Lord, that we'll, Lord, see this as your body, Lord. And that we realize, as the Scripture says, discerning the body of the Lord, that we'll know exactly what we're doing when we take this. In Jesus' name we pray. (laughs) We all able, Luis, to take communion there today? Take communion while you're there. No, we didn't take okay. That was really um, uh, when we did it in, a, in the uh, Philippines one time. I think we, um, we did it in Jamaica a couple of times. It's, it's really nice to see how they do it and how you know, it's pretty much the same, but they still do some things a little bit different. And 
it's good to see that uh, it's not like the world. The world just buys all this stuff. No, we've got sisters and brothers that take their time to make this. All right, and make it with holy hands. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of the Lord. Thank you for this wine. Lord, that it has been made, Lord, and as it gets older, it gets better, Lord. And as your word unfolds, Lord, may it get better and better for us. Lord, sanctify this wine, Lord, and the potatoes in Jesus' name. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest neath the evergreen tree. I will carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. Sometimes I'm despised and rejected. And I question, O oh Father, how long? Then I take one more look at Mount Calvary. And it gives me the strength to go on. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest. Lord, we'll have rest. Perfect rest. Thank you, Lord. I'll carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. I'll carry my cross through the midnight. That doesn't seem very good. Cross in the midnight. You know what? That's your that's your time to give back. You have your cross. Yeah. If you can carry it through the midnight, I promise you, you can carry it in the daylight. Right. Amen. You make it through. We, we're going to make through. We're going to make it through. I promise you, somebody's going to make it through. Right. Just yeah. say it's yourself. Right. Have a positive attitude about it. Thank the Lord for what He's done. Ask Him to give you more. Uh, somebody was asking for something the other day, and, and I said, hey, prophet of God said, ask for big things. Don't ask for little things. Ask for big things. Ask not God for just to, for just to uh, give you the Holy Ghost. Ask him to give you the, your kids the Holy Ghost. Ask him to give your family the Holy Ghost. Ask, save my family, Lord. Don't, not just me. Save us all. All of us. And you know what? If we don't ask, we have not because we ask not. And our confession, how many times have we talked about that? Our confession. What you confess. You know, you can confess wowsy wowsy woo, or you can confess by his stripes we're already healed. Uh, Sister Cleta was um, telling us a story about that. You know, he, she went up for prayer and she couldn't get prayed for because the preacher was praying for somebody else. At the time, she said something just spoke to her and said, by my stripes, you're already healed. It didn't have anything to do at that point with laying on the hands. It was whether she believed that that's part of the Bible and walked off, got her healing. Amen. You know, I mean, she didn't have to have, you know, hands laid on. We do. We believe in it. But you don't have to. 
you can pray you can pray to the Lord yourself. There might be a time when you can't find a preacher or your pastor or somebody to do it. You better be on speaking terms with the man before you do that. Amen? That's why you need to pray and read your Bible. And talk to God like talk to God like he's your he's your friend. That's what he is. He is your friend. He's your brother. He's your dad. He's a lot of things. There's one thing for sure, he'll never leave us or forsake us. He'll never say, I didn't tell you that. He'll never say, no, nah, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Yeah, he's going to do exactly what the Bible says he's going to do. And he can't change it. And he won't change it. Thank you, Brother Ryan. Good to see you up here. Everybody ready? All minds clear? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, some people eating a message are not even taking communion anymore. They said they're just way above all this and they don't have to take communion and the Lord's already come. And um, Jesus said, do this till he comes. And I know they said he come in 1963. That's their whole pretense. Well, that's all right. You can believe that if you want to. But we still need to take communion. I feel like we need to, to keep us clean, keep us keep us alert. Um, many times, you know, you've heard a, a, a preacher friend of mine, he said, we, the old brother said, we take communion when we feel like everybody's ready. Well, we'd never take communion. When you feel like everybody's ready? <laughs> so we just tell you to get ready. The first Sunday of every month, just get ready. And then we take our communion, and you know what? It really helps to know why you're taking it. Not that you're just a ritual. It's that you're taking it because you're responsible for the body of the Lord, which is this right here. This is the body of, of the Lord. body of the Lord somewhere else. We know that, but the, the spiritual body of the Lord is right here. This is bride. So <clears throat> Jesus said, <clears throat> John tells us, in supper having ended, the devil having now put in the heart of Judas his carrot, Simon's son to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he was come from God and he went to God. He rises from supper and he laid down his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Wow. And to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. That's pretty plain. If you don't do foot washing, you're not doing all the ordinances of God, and you have no part with him. That's what he said. Simon Peter said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said, He that is washed needeth not save to wash feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, he taken the garments, was set down. He said, Know you what I have done to you? He asked him a question. Know you not what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. 
If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. The man that created the feet that he was washing said, you need to wash feet. All right. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy. Happy are ye if you do them. Happy. I always remember Brother Tom Ernest, bless his heart. Uh, and, he, and he would he'd get down to wash your feet and he'd look at you and he'd say, he said, it's an honor to wash your feet. And he really meant what he said. It was an honor for him to wash your feet. When we think about that, or do we think it's just get in line, wash your feet, and leave? No. You're washing the feet of the Lord. You're washing the feet of the Lord until the Lord comes in his physical body. So you're doing what God said to do as an ordinance to keep us clean, to keep us to where we are doing what God told us to do. And we are doing the ordinances of God. Amen? And it keeps us clean, keeps us whole, keeps us fresh. So let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for this testimony we've got from Sister Christine and Brother Bob and Brother Luis, Lord, and the different ones that's before Sister Nyla and Brother Michael and the different ones and and, um, even little Zoe. And and, um, we pray, Lord, and Bella, different ones, Lord, Sister Jordan. Thank you for keeping them safe. Thank you for giving them an opportunity. And I do appreciate Sister Christine for taking over and being kind of the mother of the group and taking over. And, and so, so the part of Brother Luis and Brother Bob was where they could go preach the word. Thank you for a sister like that, Lord, that would take the initiative to do that. And we pray that you'd bless her, Lord. Bless each one, Lord, that's here today, Father, that you would give us, Lord, rapturing faith that will continue on, Lord. We'll be one together in you. Lord, we have one more thing to do. It's foot washing, Lord. I pray that you'd be with us and sanctify us, Lord, for this journey we're on. Be with us Monday, Tuesday, and be back Wednesday. Brother Luis will be speaking for us, Lord. Be with us this weekend, Father, that you'll take and bless, Lord, each one that comes to be a part of the service and part of the Valentine's banquet, Lord. I pray that you'd give strength, Lord, and keep the weather away, Lord, and may it be pleasant, Father, for all of us. We ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And before y'all leave, if you are keeping someone from Ohio, we need to have a little short meeting. Okay, that would be Boyd and Janet, me and June, Luis and Christine. So just for a few minutes, all right? We've got to go pick them up at the airport and all that. So God bless you. Sisters, go downstairs for the, for the foot washing. And take the name of Jesus with you as you go. Be reverent. No talking downstairs.